drugs really got a hold of me. Cause every time I try to tell them no, they won't let me ever let them go. I'm a sucker, all I gotta say is drugs really got a hold of me. Cause every time I go to try to leave, some keeps pulling on my sleeve. I don't wanna, but I gotta stay. Cause drugs really got a hold of me. Cause every time I try to tell them no, they won't let me ever let them go. I'm a sucker, all I gotta say is drugs really got a hold of me. Welcome back to another episode of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my better half, way better half. V-Lynn. Welcome back, Patriot. So uh, we uh, are here tonight, and uh, I just got to say this. Uh, this country has lost its ever-living effing mind. That's all I can fucking say. Holy shit. Have we traveled the expanse and past? We are out there in an area of the world um, that no longer makes sense to anyone, to include me. Hence the reason that we played the drug ballad tonight, because to survive in today's world, we need a lot of drugs. You need some good shit. Seriously. The world's gone fucking crazy. Hookers and blow is number one. Which is now legal in New York. It's going to be legal across the country here soon. (laughs) Just wait, people. I'll be doing lines of blow on this fucking podcast because it would be about the only drug I can get away with. You can do lines of blow on a hooker's ass in New York, but as long as you're um, wearing a mask, you won't get a ticket. Outstanding. (laughs) All I can say is uh, we got some stuff to go into uh, tonight. We're going to go into my Vatican conspiracy uh, because I got a lot of messages about that. Um, Holy shit, Mexican conspiracy theorist. And a Catholic one at that. Some hate mail, a little bit of hate mail, but whatever. Uh, we're going to go into hate the police. Uh, actually, we're going to, before we do hate the police, we're going to go over sh- uh, the show and trial, which uh, that, I mean, all it's that all BS. Kind of the same. It's all kind of the same thing. Hate the police would be number two or number three. And then we're going to go into defund the police, which all kind of wraps into three. And then we've got uh, Russia, and then we're going to finish up. Uh, got a lot of stuff to talk to, talk about. Pretty much a, a blown up show. We're going to try and keep it within an hour, 30 minutes, do our best. So uh, getting right after it, this country has lost its ever living effing mind. Um, we've seen all sides of the spectrum this past week uh, since at least since Monday. And we've only we haven't talked to you since Monday. So that kind of narrows down where we're at. Um, Honestly, it's it's, it's fucking crazy. We're, we're all, um, I, I swear some mornings I wake up and I pinch myself to make sure I'm still alive. And then I realize that I'm pinching a leg. I can't feel. So I got to pinch the other leg. And even when I pinch the other leg, it still feels like I'm dreaming. You want me to start punching you every morning? No. Cause Just then I'll make sure you're still alive. Then I'll probably take a pillow and stick it over your head for <laughs> an extended period of time. But it, I mean, I'm okay with making sure you're still alive every morning. This, uh, this country we've. I, I don't know what we're doing. I, I don't understand. I mean, there's I mean, there's tons of buyer's remorse out there. I've heard all sorts of Biden remorse out there. I've heard everything amongst the gamut of the Liberal Party and everything about the Liberal Party, what people like, what people hate. 
it it's getting worse every day. I don't don't get me wrong. I still think Biden's the best red pill anybody's ever had, even better than Q. Um, Biden is really showing everybody out there that hey, look, I'm a fucking idiot and I'm not in control of anything. One of the things I heard this week that I'm definitely going to keep up with from now on: we have our president and we have our co-president. Our co-president. Yep. We have Joe Biden, who's the president, and our co our co president Kamala Harris, who's pulling all the strings. That's our co president. Where'd you hear this? Actually, Shapiro came up with it. It's really actually oh, pretty funny. He actually had his his ex- explanation of it is actually a lot more funny, and I kind of like it. I I think that the rest of America should start using it because I don't think we have a president and a vice president anymore. I think we have well, a president and a co president. They did officially change it so that you have to call it the Biden Harris administration now. I mean, that was like two weeks ago. Isn't that fucking weird? Isn't it? When was the last time? Did you ever hear it called the Trump Pence administration? Nope. No. This is President Trump. Yep. That's it. Trump administration. Yeah. That's it. Wow. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe maybe he's afraid of being canceled. Maybe he's showing his white privilege and he's showing, Hey, look, no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to concede to a black woman. Maybe Mm. that's what he's doing. Or maybe he's just doing blow off her ass. I don't know. This could be like a fucking, uh, was it uh, the Wolf of Wall Street? This could be another Wolf of Wall Street moment where he's literally doing blow right directly off her ass, I, followed by some loot. That That's probably his son Hunter doing that. Actually, no. I think it would be Joe because think about the loot. Think about the phases of loot. Um, okay. You see it almost daily in Joe Biden. Especially I, the good old lemon ones. I thought that was the symptoms of Alzheimer's, but okay. They're actually very Pretty close to the, the same. same. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I'm saying that since since the Trump administration has left us, we have completely lost faith in all aspects of what makes us Americans. Right? We we lost faith faith in our elections. I'm obviously we lost faith in Congress. N- not that we really had a whole lot to begin with. Um, I was about to say, really? Yeah. I mean, the last time I had faith in Congress again, goes back to 1776. Well, hopefully you weren't alive then. Cause then, well, no, then me and Joe <laughs> Biden are the same age. That's it's all good. That's true. Okay. It's good. Um, all good. We, we lost it's faith good. in the news media. <laughs> I never had any. Uh, yeah, that's true. But we've, They've just become so blatant that now it's, it's just, just in your face. It's obvious it. that they're just a bunch of fucking liars. Like just propaganda. no, they're just propaganda wing it's, for the Democratic Party. Yeah, same thing. Liars. I, I mean, they literally change the story however they wanted to fit their narrative. So liars. And we lost faith in SCOTUS. Oh, by the way, we have evidence of that tonight. So we're just yeah, going to we'll show that evidence again. Uh, we lost faith in SCOTUS. I, again, didn't have a whole lot of faith in SCOTUS. I mean, it was it, no. I, I kind of did though. And it, it right up until the very end when they refused to hear anything about election fraud. Fuck them. And now we've lost faith in the judicial system as a whole. Because. Well, I, I don't think you can hold SCOTUS accountable for that because. No, no. I'm saying as a separate institution. No. I oh. don't think you can hold SCOTUS accountable for the election fraud shit because that's like. Okay, so if I had a loaded gun stuck it in your mouth and I told you, hey, pull the trigger, would you do it? Because that's essentially what you're asking SCOTUS to do by answering anything about election fraud. 
That's a loaded gun on either side but of the aisle. That's what they're supposed to do. That's their fucking job. When a case is brought to them that meets that threshold, you're absolutely right. There wasn't really a case that was brought to them that met that threshold. It's only now that the real evidence is coming out. It, it is. And it is and coming out. Now that we really have, and this is, again, this will be hopefully in the near future. Uh, Honestly, we're waiting to see what happens in Maricopa County before we do a full election fraud, because like we were thinking we were going to get an audit starting tonight. And now the Democrats have come out again and uh, postponed it. Uh, sued, well, they sued for a restraining uh-huh. order. Um, based on the fact that they can't follow chain of custody because they refuse to allow the ballots oh, to hold be on, audited hold on. in time a out, time place out, where out. they could. Anyway, it doesn't make any fucking sense, except that they're liar, liar, pants on fire. I'll meet you again. Whatever. So the census is take two because our take one kind of got fucked up. But anyway. It's our kid's fault. Um, <laughs> I, I, I muted her a whole lot, the first one, but, and I'll probably end up muting her here again, but either with that though, again, the, the depravity or I guess the desperateness of the Full liberals, blown panic. Would, would you shut the, I, there we go. There we go. See, I did it again. Cause fucking a, she doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. Either way. My point is, is that the, the, um, not the depravity, but it's more or less the the desperateness of the liberal party is, uh, I mean, in full in full view tonight. I mean, they have they can't get any worse. Um, their whole bit about uh, well, well, you know, we gotta we gotta follow all these injunctions. We've got to do this. We've got to we've got to have that. Um, it, it's getting pretty bad. The um, I, I I can't get over the fact that. They, they have gone to the extent they've done to stop this bit in Maricopa County from taking place, this recount from taking place, because basically what they're going to prove or what the recount will prove, I think, um, from what I understand the evidence is out there, it will prove that there was not just a little bit of fraud. There was a whole lot of fraud. And we're talking over and Maricopa County, if I, if I'm not mistaken, it was a six, to, uh, six or 8,000 vote difference. We're talking the last number I heard was little over 1,200, 500, uh, 12,598 votes that heard, are wrong. I heard 30,000. Um, so that's, me now. no, I can't because you will not shut up. Um, <laughs> that's the point. That's the reason the box is on this side. The, this, I mean, that's a, that's a big, that's a big deal. That's, that's huge because that completely swings a state that turns a state from blue to red or purple to red. I mean, that is a huge number because it was like six or 8,000 votes, I think was the difference in Maricopa County. And I don't have the number sitting right in front of me, so I can't quote it to you. But I mean, you, you flip a state like that, then that starts the proceeding for every other state to do a full blown investigate investigatory audit like they did in Arizona. And let me tell you something, that's it. It's over because now we find out now what happens, you know, when you really look at it now, what happens when we get into, uh, all right, well, Trump won, but Biden's been sitting president now for over five months. What now? Three months. It it feels like longer, but it's been three months. Well, it's four four months months, actually. Whatever. But four months still, I mean, it feels now like what? a fucking lifetime already. Now what? I mean, it's just like- That uh, is the original constitutional crisis. That is a constitutional crisis at that point because now we just prove fraud and we prove that he wasn't duly elected, which means 
actually, if you look at the Constitution, if he wasn't duly elected, President Trump is still currently the president of the United States. He is. Because he is the act, the last verified duly elected president that has been verified in the United States. Hmm. Wasn't there an Ingersoll book about that from the 1900s about the last president? No, that was what you're thinking about is that's a... Um, the, the Adventures of Baron Trump? Yes. Yeah. There's well, another one called The Last President. Well, there is one that was called, but that's uh, the that's the other side of it, though. That's the uh, anyway. That's a the bad side. That's it's, a conspiracy theory, time traveling. No, thing. no, it's a um, it's an alternate world, alternate um, alternate universe, kind of like uh, Fahrenheit nineteen eighty four um, and all that shit. Okay. That uh, a dystopian dystopian yes, universe. A dy- yes, isn't dy- that what we're living in right now? I thought we were. I, I mean, mean, the whole world's gone fucking crazy, right? Anyway, so since the whole world's gone crazy, tell them about your conspiracy theory with the Vatican because that's that that just explodes crazy. The fact that you're a Catholic and you have a Vatican conspiracy theory that blew people's minds. Okay, so the point of this Vatican conspiracy theory is first of all, there's a big difference between the Vatican and the church. All right, the Vatican is like the overarching uh, controlling factor to all the churches where, um, the churches should have all the power because that's where all the prisoners are, right? Well, that's what you would think. Um, where the Vatican conspiracy theory starts, actually, it's not just with the Holy Grail. And I got a lot of I got a lot of questions about this. But Mick, you're a Catholic, yeah, I sure am. And, but Mick, you uh, you believe in a Vatican conspiracy? Yep, I sure do. So <laughs> why do I believe in a Vatican conspiracy? It has nothing to do with the Pope, and I know that. The retard across the table is going to come at me with the Pope shit. Oh, the Pope's a demon. I know I'm not a, I'm a calf. I'm just not Olick. Um, I get it. That's me. The Pope is a demon. Anyway, again, I muted her because I muted her in the last segment. So I'm going to mute her in this one too and take one. So take two, she's getting muted. My point about the conspiracy theory is this. All right. I don't believe in just the Holy Grail being the, end all be all of this. I believe that this actually goes even further than that. I believe the Vatican archives, for instance, all right, to get in the Vatican archives, you have to be okayed by every sitting Pope. So for instance, it's, it's, it's almost got, um, more, you actually need more clearance to get into the Vatican archives than you need to do to get into the national archives of the United States of America. Um, where supposedly the president's book, sit or the book of secrets, according to those folks that believe in that. Um, uh, but to get into the Vatican archives, it, it takes quite a bit. You have to have the sitting Pope, not the Pope from, you know, 15 years, 20 years ago, you have, John Paul cannot give me access to the Vatican. And today I would still have access to the Vatican archives. Um, I have to get it from the Pope currently sitting Pope Francis, he would have to give me access to the Vatican archives. Uh, you just don't get it. It's not something that remains with you for the rest of your life. That being said, it's a very select group that have access to this, these archives. These people are normally very well trusted and endowed to the Catholic Church and to the Vatican. Not necessarily just the Catholic Church. You have to be a priest, obviously. But Second part, you're somehow you have something to do. You're a historian as well, because you have to be a priest. You have to be a historian. Oh, and then on top of that, you have to have a reason to be in there. Uh, 
It's not like you can just say, well, I'd like to do some research on Catholicism. I'd like to know the history of Catholicism. So I'd like to go into the Vatican archives. That is not going to get you into the Vatican archives. Um, that being said, the Vatican archives, I think, hold the true history or the true secret of what religion is right. I don't believe that Catholicism is right because if Catholicism was right, they would have already spread that shit around. They would have said, see, motherfuckers told you, look at us assholes. We all, el no, no, you're not. Um, is it Judaism? No idea. Is it Muslim? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you because I've never been in the Vatican archives, but they're that secured for a reason. They've got more history down there than anywhere else in the world. You can go anywhere else in the world. And then people say, well, how can you believe that? I mean, you're a Catholic. I mean, well, let's look at what the Vatican has really been a part of. Um, and if you go back in history, you can go back as far as, um, if you really want to talk about the first Vatican, let's talk about the Nicene, Nicene Council. The Nicene Council, for instance, that was the council that just, I mean, Jesus Christ, we came up with a fucking prayer that we say in church as a Catholic every Sunday, and it's called the Nicene Creed. Why do we say that? Because it talks about what we believe in. Well, it talks about what we believe in, but it also talks about what was thrown out of the Bible. And the reasons it was thrown out of the Bible. For instance, since we found the Dead Sea Scrolls, we know that there was the Gospel of Mary. There was the Gospel of Judas. There was the Gospel of um, uh, the guy that died, came back to life, died again. Lazarus. To, Lazarus. Uh, there was the Gospel of the, the sheep herder that was blind and Jesus healed. There's hundreds of Gospels that were found in there. Uh, those are the Gospels that were quote unquote, thrown out during the council. And I see it. The reason that these were thrown out was because it made Jesus look not divine, but human, which subtracted from what the Catholic church was preaching about Jesus Christ when he was walking the world, that he was divine. He was their narrative. Muting her again, folks. Um, He was the son of God. So he had to look divine. Well, it went from divine to looking like man. So Mary's gospel was thrown out. Uh, Judas's gospel was thrown out. Why? Well, Judas, I think, was just thrown out because Judas is really the guy that kind of sold Jesus out. So kind of like, hey, we can't have his shit in our book and that type of thing, you know. But anyway, so the Council of Nicene happened. Uh, it threw out a whole bunch of gospels. There's big, been big fights between grail lore historians, um, grail lore folks that just know about grail lore, about, for instance, the Hail Mary. The Hail Mary can go in several different directions. Um, there's arguments on both sides about whether it was about Mother Mary, Jesus's mother, or whether it was about Mary Magdalene, Jesus's girlfriend. Uh, that being said, there's parts of the prayer that if you actually pull the prayer apart, uh, hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, blessed are the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. And there's a comma in there that kind of separates the two, which kind of says the fruit of thine womb. And that can either mean the fruit of thine womb is Jesus or the fruit of thine womb provided by Jesus. There's the argument that goes both directions when you start talking about that prayer. I think, um, I personally think the prayer is about both of them. I personally think you're not a Catholic, so therefore you're not allowed to have an opinion. And and in my world, YouTube exists and we can, 
muffle those people who we don't agree with. And I don't agree with you. So anyway, so like I was saying. You're a dick. Unmute me. Hey, totalitarianism. Welcome to this world, baby. This is a partnership, fucktard. Unmute me. (laughs) Fucktard. Did you hear that one? (laughs) So anyway, the point of my conspiracy really boils down to – now, the big part of my conspiracy, obviously, is the grail. I'm a big grail lore guy. I love the grail. I think there's a lot to it. Um, I believe that the grail was Mary Magdalene. I 100% believe that her bloodline is, uh, and his really, not really her bloodline, but his humanity is what makes the grail, the grail. Uh, I never thought that believing in this religion, I would live forever. I believe that living forever is passing your seed on producing another generation. And that is what makes you live forever. Um, I believe that the blood of Jesus and Mary lives in our children. Anyway, like I was saying, the the Vatican conspiracy is actually pretty deep. Uh, It goes in, I can go in about 30 different ways. I believe that they know about the Illuminati. I believe that they know, uh, I believe that they know about fucking the world, the new Western World Bank. I believe they also know, I believe they're also contributors to the new Western World Bank, but that's something separate in and out of itself. Um, and then on top of that, I also believe that they're, well, not only it's not that they're invested in the West, new Western World Bank, I believe they run the new Western World Bank. I also think they know about the new world order. I think there's a lot of shit that they're keeping quiet from the rest of Catholics. Forget the rest of the world, just Catholics alone, just as a Catholic, I believe that fucking they are um, keeping shit quiet from Catholics that really the rest of the world should know about. But it kind of brings us back into where we're starting out tonight because our first topic, and I guess we should really start out with Chauvin. Um, and I'm going to just start out right now by saying I was wrong. Uh, I was completely wrong about Chauvin. Uh, I thought that case was going uh, one way. Uh, it is obviously took, went a drastic other direction. That's because you um, still had faith in our judicial system and you actually thought the jurors were going to take reasonable doubt into account. And the the part that is betrayed. But if you really look at this, and you, you you look at the Catholic Church, and you look at what the Vatican's done, right? So the Vatican controls all the churches out there, right? Uh, where the churches should have more power than the Vatican, it's kind of like where we're, we're at in the United States. The state should have more power than the federal government, but that's been flip flopped to the point now where we're at with this bullshit and Chauvin. Um, and the federal government went down, threatened a fucking jury. And as far as I'm concerned, Maxine Waters, whether or not she's the commander in chief, whether or not she's, um, it doesn't matter. The way I was always told that if you speak up and you're from the federal government, guess what? You are speaking on behalf of the federal government. That dumb cunt went to fucking Minneapolis. She opened her fucking mouth in the jury's eyes. They were looking at her as she was bringing the weight of the federal government down on them. And she said, if we do not get our, the results we want, we'll burn this bitch to the ground. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, she didn't say that word for word, but essentially that's what she said. Um, and the first thing I, re- I remember watching after the, the ver- verdict was read, uh, I want to say it was Fox News we were watching at the time, and they had their little fucking reporters out there running amongst the crowds that were assembling at George Floyd Square and all that other bullshit. They asked some dude on the street, he's a black guy, 
said, hey, how do you feel about this verdict? Did he come out and say, well, I'm really glad that the Floyd Flam family is finally going to get some justice. No. No. The first thing he came out and said was, I'm just really happy that my city's not going to burn tonight. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you say jury intimidation or jury tampering any more than that. I, I don't understand what America thinks that's going on here. Derek Chauvin in appeal, this, all the charges are going to be dropped against him. Unless of course, what I just heard happen will happen tonight. Which is the department of justice is seeking file charges against Derek Chauvin. What the fuck? I thought they were just, no, they, well, they're doing, doing an investigation. They're doing an investigation. They're doing that investigation as well, but they're also talking about now filing federal charges against Derek Chauvin. Because For? hold on, probably. Do you want? I want your opinion. Okay, my obviously opinion? The, the charges haven't been filed yet, so you don't know what they're going to be. Hate crimes, racism, <laughs> because it was never charged in the original charging. Because they had no evidence. They have no evidence, and he's a liberal. Seriously, he's a fucking liberal. It doesn't matter though, because he's a white guy and he's it's, a cop. That fits the narrative. That that's the narrative right there. It's not about Derek. People, if you thought that this was about Derek Chauvin, it's this not. has nothing to do with Derek Chauvin. This has everything to do about a system, about a system they are trying to replace. And actually, I'm going to get into something here in a little bit that I'm going to say, I told you so. And you're all going to think that you actually did. You said it actually more more than one occasion, but I'm going to bring it up. And when I bring it up, you're all going to sit there and go, well, some bitch. What's that? Because we always say we're going to get back to stuff and we don't get there. Oh, I'm getting there because I got it. I got okay. it. I got it on my list. Okay. So the Derek Chauvin shit posted. Uh, yep, he's guilty on all counts. I, I don't think they ever proved the case for murder two. Don't ever. I know they didn't prove the case for murder three. Um, they may have gotten a little bit of the assault three. Uh, I didn't really think so. I thought it would get bumped down to assault two, and he'd walk on that. Uh, which is a misdemeanor, not a felony. Um, that's where I thought it was going, but it didn't happen that way. Hey, everybody. That's because it was tried in Minneapolis. It, well, yeah, it should have been moved. It should never have been tried there because there's no fucking way you're getting a fair jury in fucking Minneapolis. That's it. That's it. That You, you don't have to make another argument. It doesn't matter about the fucking jurors. Who, uh, 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 not being sequestered. Uh, on a, what? what, what there, was, there was an alternate juror. Alternate. That yep. she didn't even cast a vote. So her vote doesn't even count. It, she, ne she never even casted a vote for his guilt or innocence. So she was there just in case. But the whole point that oh, she had to drive. Okay, I don't give a fuck about her. What I want to hear is the jurors come out. But they can't because they're now signed to an NDA where they're not allowed to disclose anything for so many years. So it'll be a while before we hear from them. But anyway, um, and then we get to like the most disgusting part of all this. And the most disgusting part of all of this is none other than the Speaker of the House. And I'm not really going to say anything else other than just play this shit. And I'm going to let you listen to it. And you're probably going to be sitting there scratching the side of your fucking head going, saying the same thing I did, which is what the fuck is wrong with people today? And this is why the title of this episode is this country has lost its fucking mind. We saw it happen. And thank God. The jury validated what we saw, what we saw. So again, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out 
for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. And now we have to make sure justice prevails in the sentencing. But that's, you know, that's, that's its own procedure. Okay, what the fuck is with that denture-clacking-wearing fucking weirdo from San Francisco who The biggest story is the moment they happen from around the globe. Who actually thanked... Thanked him for dying. For dying. now he's a martyr. Because he doesn't matter. No. It didn't matter that a guy died. No, he's a martyr now for justice. I... I... Yep. Oh, Jesus. That's okay. You you want to hear what her uh, her protege said? Uh, which one's this one? Because there's a squad of them. So you got to yeah, tell this me is, this which is one the, in the squad. The dumb cunt in white, AOC. Well, that there's five of them that show up in white every yeah, time I know. a president this, speaks. This is, this is what AOC you, had to say. You know what I'm going to be really interested to see this year? This coming year, because obviously he's not doing it this year because he still has yet to have um, a State of the Union. But I'm really interested. No, inter- no, he's having a State of the Union now. Didn't you hear that? No, what is it? Yeah, he was invited to Congress. It's this month. No. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. heard nothing yeah, yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. No, I sure did. What do you want to bet? All the women in the Democratic side are not going to wear white. Because they were talking about um, what if Trump gave the, the response to the State of the Union, that would be hysterical. Actually, that would be badass, but I didn't see that he was even getting a State of the Union. Yep. I heard he was invited to speak, but I didn't hear That's that- the same thing. No, because the State of the Union comes with an actual like addressee, like it's a it's a formal invitation, the whole bit. Yeah, it's a formal invitation, joint. Um, let's see, uh, joint joint address, joint session of Congress on Wednesday. This coming Wednesday. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, well, this, this coming Wednesday. Folks, I guess Wednesday Posted night. Yesterday. Hey guys, I guess Wednesday night we're gonna do a live thing. We're gonna sit here. We're gonna fucking. Go to the State of the Union. We're going to watch the State of the Union while we're talking to you all. And we're going to listen to it. We're all going to listen to it so you guys can hear our our bit at the same time. Because uh, I, what better way to fucking... I mean, it's like watching Linoleum Curl. We have a choice. <laughs> we can watch Linoleum Curl and we watch... We can watch Paint Dry. We can watch Golf. Shit. <laughs> we can shoot each other in the dick. I Honestly. Don't ha- I don't have one of those. You'll have to call Kamala Harris for that. <laughs> no, I have to call Mike. Mike Obama. Big, big Mike. Big okay. Mike. Well, bring Big Mike back. All right. Well, I'll shoot Big a- Mike. AOC in the dick. is one that has. There's not a conspiracy theory about her being a man. There, there is one about Kamala Harris. In case you guys haven't heard that one, it's pretty funny. Um, no, nah, but I haven't we, seen her really. We to... all know that Big Mike's a man. <laughs> we, we know Big Mike. We've a seen man. that schlong. I'm sorry. Flying around under the white jumpsuit <laughs> in the blue, Kamala, the blue dress. The whole thing. Kamala could have just a really big clip. Okay, baby, but you've seen that picture of her that looks just like that guy. You're the one that showed it to me. Yes, but again, that's her twin brother. I don't know. Anyway, Photoshop. Here's what horse face with those teeth. God, oh I would God. not want her to <laughs> be oh, anywhere near anyone's oh, red in other regions. <laughs> you, you mean uh, Mr. Ed? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here's what she had to say about the Derek Chauvin trial. Hold on, or the verdict rather. Aimed as justice is George Floyd going home tonight to be with his family. Justice is Adam Toledo getting tucked in by his mom tonight. Okay, real quick, Adam Toledo, the 13-year-old kid that got shot in Chicago, 
um, that was holding the gun at two thirty in the morning. You know, who we also know is a gangster now. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he so was a, a if, Latin. If King he member? had gotten tucked in by his mom at two thirty in the, before two thirty hey, in the morning that well, night, stop, then that stop, shit stop, wouldn't have stop, happened. Stop, okay, stop. we're gonna get to that. All right, hold on. I'll keep going with AOC. Yeah, this dumb cunt. Please. Justice is when you're pulled over. There not being a gun as part of that interaction. So no. This verdict is not justice. I don't even think we call it full accountability because there are multiple officers that were there. It wasn't just Derek Chauvin. And I also don't want this moment to be framed as this system working, working, because it's not working. Hold on, hold on. Right there, she just said the quiet part out loud because the whole idea is that the new world order redefines what the system is. And look at that. What did she just say? I do not want this to be that this system is working. She didn't, trust me, people, if you all disagree with me, they, if you watch anything, this other guy, this next one I'm about to play, because I'm going to play this one for you as well. The libtards, the left libs, they are uber pissed off right now that he did not get an acquittal. Yeah, they wanted to see They it burn. wanted to watch the country burn. They Look, have before to you, keep before us. Before you play that. They I, have to keep us beat the fuck. No, because this one fits better. I know, but I, I just want to. No, I, I, I went full black pill the other night on the um, the Dark to, Light, Dark to Light podcast. And I basically said that. This was before the verdict came out. I said, I, I thought that he might get acquitted and the riots would go on and they would spread across the country and the fans, the flames would be fanned by the media and that Biden would use that to invoke the Insurrection Act. Um, and then they would roll out troops in our streets and then use that to bring in United Nation troops and the Chinese would be on our shores. I was like, that this could honestly be the spark that sets that powder keg going and and we just burn down into the new world order. So anyway, I went hard black pill the other day. Well, that's awesome. But anyway, so <laughs> we're going to go to this one next. And this is the one. Uh, it's funny how this one's posted too, because uh, this one's posted. If you haven't seen it, it's a mediaite. Uh, MSNBC's Jason Johnson somberly. That's the word they used somberly reacts to the Chauvin verdict. So everybody just take a listen. If you do not believe me, this one really lays it out for you. Um, AOC really did say the quiet part out loud because, um, uh, wow, she's just stupid. But anyway, let me play this one for you. Johnson. Notice they had a little audio problem here. Hello? Jason, can you hear us? Hey, Your Jason. thoughts? You, you, uh, yes. No, can, yeah, you no. can you hear us? Yeah. Um, yes, yes. Now I can hear you. Um, well, I, I'll say this, Nicole. Like I said, I, I actually always thought that he would be found guilty because it's sort of a cultural makeup call. But I'm not happy. I'm not pleased. I don't have any sense of satisfaction. I don't think this is a system working. I don't think this is a good thing. What this says to me is that in order to get a nominal degree of justice in this country, that a black man has to be murdered on air, viewed by the entire world, 
there have to be a year's worth of protests and a phalanx of other white police officers to tell one white officer that he was wrong in order to get one scintilla of justice. That doesn't make me feel happy. That doesn't make me feel satisfied. It makes me worry about what's going to happen when these other officers are held on trial. It makes me upset all the more that we didn't have this for Breonna Taylor. It makes me concerned about what's going to happen in the trial for Ahmaud Arbery. So, no, I, I mean, this is not the system working. This is a makeup call. This is the justice system trying to say that, hey, this is one bad apple, because that's how this is going to be interpreted. It's going to be. OK, so as you can hear right there, I mean, he says, again, the quiet part out loud. He's worried about what's going to happen with Ahmaud Arbery. He's worried about Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor, who was shot through a door that there was no, that supposedly there was no way that anybody could see. She wasn't even shot through the door. Uh, they were fired upon. They returned fire and she was killed. Um, that's not something that cops normally go on trial for. That's why they never went to trial for that. But that wasn't the narrative that the media spun. No, 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 no. No, no. That Apparently, according was, to them, she, she was, was asleep a, in her bed unarmed, and they shot her. Yep, yeah. That was an unarmed woman that was killed by the police. Yeah, that's not what happened. Uh, which is not what happened at all. But as you can see, here's another. Oh, it's not one scintilla of justice. Really? Um I don't know. He was, I mean, what do you, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to make him uber guilty? No, they want, I mean, they wanted him. They didn't even want a trial. They wanted them to bring him out into the George Floyd square and just execute him. Just I, shoot I, him on live TV. I guess so, because uh, they're not happy right now. They're not uh, just like, uh, I, I think it was Shapiro that said it earlier this year. It, it doesn't matter what happens. They're not happy. You ever, if you ever talk to a liberal, they're just never happy. They're never happy about anything. Well, you know why? Because they got, they got a guilty verdict. He, here's why. Because happiness isn't something that someone else can give you or make you. If you are not happy with yourself, you can never be happy with anyone else. That's just, that's, that's how happiness works. Well, I guess you're just never going to be happy with this Chauvin trial. Um, Chauvin's guilty. Uh, it sucks for him. I don't think he was. Um, the more and more I saw it, the more and more evidence that was presented. I, I do believe the defense was a little weak in some spots. I think they could have uh, done some things differently. And like I said, when he pled the fifth, I thought that was uh, that looked pretty bad. I, I, I didn't think that was working out for him um, the way he thought it, or at least the way his attorney thought it might work out for him. But uh, it is what it is, I guess, because now we're at this point where we're all fucking crazy because it just – gets worse and worse and worse from there because not with even within 24 hours of that we had the uh before 24 hours before that we had the shooting in chicago well that was when the body camera footage was released because it actually happened three weeks ago oh whatever yeah yeah, was, yeah three weeks ago whatever but it was the body oh, yeah, camera no, footage. they pushed that out to fuel the narrative yeah and we we already covered it but yeah. cbs you know they went and did their own Little cutting, editing, yeah. editing on it. Their Slice own special. The gun out. Yeah. Well, not and, to not to be outdone by CBS, NBC. NBC. They jumped right into it because the day after that Chauvin was found guilty, there was the shooting in Columbus, Ohio, uh, and NBC decided, "Hey, we're going to doctor the shit out of some footage." And it's really funny because when I get to the end of this and I get to to what happened today with NBC, and you find out about what happened last night on NBC everybody's going to giggle because it wasn't, uh, I'm just going to let this play because this is interesting in and out of itself. 
uh, NBC being Just as stupid as they are. verdict, a police officer shot and killed a 16-year-old black girl in Columbus, Ohio, saying she was threatening others with a knife. Police body cam video was quickly released. Our Kevin Tibbles has that story, and I need to caution you. The images are difficult to watch. Police body cam video shows Micaiah Bryant's final moments. When a Columbus, Ohio police officer responding to a call gets out of his car and seconds later fatally shoots the 16-year-old girl. Authorities say Bryant was threatening two other girls with a knife. It's a tragedy. There's, there's no other way to say. Wow. Okay. So first of all, uh, I watched this video earlier. Okay. And it was the original video that they played, not this new one. Okay. Cause this is a new video. All right. The original video, and it's almost like we're having the butterfly effect here. Uh, the original video, they cut out the whole part. They, they started out with the 911 call. And actually that's the, that's the actual, a story I have at NBC deceptively, and this is on uh, Merck News Busters. Uh, starts out with NBC deceptively edits a 911 call and casts doubt on the cops' need to protect a life. Uh, the same day, former police officer uh, Derek Chauvin was convicted of murdering George Floyd. A Columbus police officer was shot and killed a 16-year-old black teen, Micaiah Bryant. Though this would, though the left would like to conflate the two incidents, the latter commented a huge difference. The teen was about to plunge a knife into to another girl. So, but NBC didn't want to, NBC news did not want to clear, clearly show that part of the body camera footage on Wednesday. They deceptively edited the 911 call to leave out the witness accounts of the attempted stabbing and an audio transcript aired on ABC's world news tonight and CBS news. The same evening, the caller can be heard saying these these grown girl, grown girls, which I'm pretty sure it was something else, over here are trying to fight us, trying to stab us. But this is how NBC correspondent Kevin Tibbles reported it. Tibbles, Officer Nicholas Reardon, who joined the police force as of December 2019, was responding to a 911 call. The 911 call was reported, we need police over here now, and it ended. Tibbles' video shows Reardon approaching a group of young people in the driveway. So the big part of this was... Uh, the way it was portrayed. And then it goes on and it says, and whenever the subject Bryant wielding a knife was broached, it was framed as something that was portrayed by the police. Just before yesterday's verdict, the police officer shot and killed a 16 year old black girl in Columbus, Ohio, saying she was threatening others with a knife that was left off announced anchor Lester Holt. That's what came out last night. That's because of everybody who came forward on social media, beating the shit out of NBC news. They left out so much shit in this to make it seem like this was just an, I, I've even heard people now report this as she was unarmed. <laughs> she was literally, I mean, she was literally inches away from stabbing this young girl, this girl in pink in the video, yeah. in, in the chest. With a knife. With a knife. And you can see it clear as day. And how come they haven't interviewed the girl in pink or the girl in pink's parents? Oh, they have. Oh, yeah? What did they well, say? No, not on TV. Of course not. But you can hear her on further body cam footage where she actually says, yeah, that girl was going to stab us and that cop stopped her. There you go. And he, she actually says that he did his job. So let me write a new headline for this whole story right here, okay? Heroic Columbus police officer 
saves African-American girl from being brutally stabbed by a crazy woman. Wait a minute. No, you're not King James. You cannot fucking say that. Because King James posted a picture of the cop on his Twitter feed and said, you're next with an hourglass next to it in a tweet. Uh, which he then deleted. Oh, he did delete it. Yeah, and he yeah. gave some really fucked up, stupid, retarded responses to, well, I deleted it because it, I'm just really was, angry about- Pushing hate or something. Uh, police yeah. killing black people. Okay. And it's just spilling hate out. Well, you know what? I- God, he's a fucking retard. His, I, his tweet, it, it, made me, it, made, it made me realize something, okay? I've come to understand why Biden thinks that Black people are too stupid to vote or use the internet or find the DMV or go oh, to Walgreens or anything. People. You know why? Because the only black person he knows is LeBron James. That, that's actually, that, that could be, well, wait a minute. What about Kamala Harris? She's not really black. She's more Jamaican, isn't she? She's, I mean, she's half black, half Indian. Does, does that really count? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he sees it that way because he's a racist. Racist. If she was really black, then there was no way he'd make her vice president. I I, I don't know, but uh, this is uh, this is just getting out of hand now, folks. Because then there's more, even more audio out there of uh, uh, what the hell's her name? I'm trying to remember her name now, and I I, I thought I had it queued up. I don't have Joy? it queued up. No, the other one, the one that said that. Uh, well, when I was in school, knife fights happened all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I oh, mean, don't you remember that? It's just a regular, you know, schoolyard tussle. I'm, I'm what forty something years old. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, man, I, I was knife fighting like a fucking. I, superhero. I do have to say, actually, when I was sixteen, some crazy bitch um, pulled the knife on me. Did she cut you? No, I beat Did her. Did she ass. try to? She tried to. Yeah, but you're not really a tough girl. You were like kind of a punk. You were like, <laughs> yeah, you were a pushover. I, I pretty much laughed at her and and. Yeah. Kicked her in the cunt? Yes. All right. See? <laughs> See, she always goes for in between the legs. Girl or guy doesn't matter. It works matter. every time. You're getting it kicked in the really lips matter. or you're getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> the point is, is that you got more retards out there that are, are, are sounding off about this now. They, they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Uh, they had the- uh, can, can I play a retard for you? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Let's, uh, let's... Okay, this is retards for us. Here yeah, we go. here we go. So, Joy, you were talking to Don Lemon about this last night. Apparently, tell tell us. Well, <laughs> well, there's two retards. Wait a minute, you said one retard. There's two in there. You just played, and, and they referred to a third. Don Lemon. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, that's three retards. I know, I know. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We got to keep going here. Listen to retard number one or number two, whatever. Case yesterday, in vis a vis the um, the George Floyd case, and he said, you know that he the cop had no choice or something to that effect. And my feeling is. I don't know if that's true or not. I really can't figure it out anymore. I mean, it seems to me in a situation, this is what it looked like to me. And I've looked at the tape and I still can't figure it out. Um, shoot the gun. Did Hold she on. look at the NBC tape or did she look at the real tape? Hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Joy, when was the last time you were a cop? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just asking for the rest of my viewership. The, the, the and I don't have a lot of people she, that she listen to us. She and were cops together. But I'm, I'm just wondering, Joy, what was the last time you were a cop? I yeah, mean, she can't you carried a badge out. and you actually held a gun. I mean, what was the last time you did that? Oh, no. Guns are scary. Guns kill people. Don't you know that? Hold on. In the air, there's a warning. Tase a person. Shoot them in the leg. Shoot them in the behind. All right. So stop yes. that right there. Okay. So she is literally inches away from another girl. 
Stop, right? stop, stop. Hold on. Okay. So first I'm going to read you a story real quick because you read one uh, last episode. That it was went long on, as shit. Too. Went on for a little bit. 1700 okay. words. So uh, I, I just did a Google search really quick just to find out what I found. Right. I said, why don't I put why cops don't shoot limbs? Okay. First story that popped up, if they were doing some real reporting there on The View. Which, which they don't. They don't. Nor does, apparently, Geraldo Rivera. Nor does the other retard in the five. Lester uh, Holt. Of course he doesn't. I mean, <laughs> he works for NBC. But the guy in the five, uh, the uh, uh, guy, uh, I'm trying to remember the guy in the five. I don't uh, know. They the rotate Democrat. pretty quickly. No, the Democrat. Uh, the black guy on the five. I, I haven't watched it in a while. Anyway. Sucks um, to be back at work. So it says, uh, this is from the Four Sciences Institute. It says, why shooting to wound doesn't make sense scientifically, legally, or tactically? Do police officers really have to kill people when they shoot them? Couldn't they be more humane and just aim for arms and legs? As reported in the Four Sciences News, uh, the New York State Senator David Patterson, a Democrat from Harlem, pondered these questions in 2006 and concluded that officers were needlessly killing suspects. In response... He introduced legislation that would require officers to shoot to shoot offenders limbs instead of targeting locations that would be more likely to stop them stop the threat but could also result in death. Pedersen's proposed that any officer who is employed that a minimum of force necessary to stop a life-threatening suspect could be charged with felony manslaughter. Law enforcement exploded in a protest and Patterson withdrew the blow. But the battle isn't over. The New York Post has just reported that Brooklyn Assembly members Janet Robinson, Democrat, Bedford Stuy, and Daryl Towns, uh, Democrat, East New York, have introduced a minimum force bill that would require officers to shoot a suspect in the arm and the leg and the firearms with the intent to stop them rather than kill. When I encounter a civilian response to an officer-involved shootings, it's very often, why don't they just shoot them in the leg, says Dr. Bill Lewinsky, Executive Director of the Four Sciences Institute. Told Four Sciences News in 2006 in an interview centered on Pedersen's proposed legislation. When civilians judge police shootings and deaths or injuries on review boards, in the media, and, and the community, and some same arguments are often brought forward. Shooting to wound is naively regarded as a reasonable means to stopping dangerous behavior. In reality, this thinking is a result of training by Hollywood in which movie and TV cops are able to do anything and control any of the outcomes and any of the events that serve the director's dramatic interests. That reflects the mis uh, mis misconception. misconception of real-life dynamic and ends up imposing unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of skill on real-life officers. Uh, Joe Biden agrees. He did agree. When Michael Palladino, president of New York's Detectives Endowment Association, showed him the bill, he reportedly scoffed and suggested it would be called the John Wayne Bill because it's unrealistic, movie-like sharpshooting skills it demands in officers. Um, I don't know, babe. You, you used to shoot to wound all the time. No what, no. what did they call you in the military? I was the dick punch. Why was that? Because I shot all the Arabs in the nuts. Exactly. So you shot to wound all the time. That's the smallest target on a man. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not bad, not bad. And and I mean, you did it from like a half mile away. So anyway, so let's just talk about this real quick. I'm okay? glad you're not a cop, by the way. This You'd is be in jail. 
studies for the support sciences, practical problems with these positions. All right. This is what he's going to talk about right here. Hands and arms are the fastest parts of the moving body. For example, an average suspect can move his hands and forearm across his upper body at a 90 degree angle within 12 one hundredths of a second. So let me read that again because I know I've got some liberals who are listening to us who are going to fucking hate us on Apple. So, for example, the average suspect can move his hand and his forearm across his body at a 90 degree angle in 12 one hundredths of a second. Hun, move your hand and arm up, touch from your lower portion, of, touch your knee. Look, I'm, I want, about to, I'm about to stab this chick. No, I want you to touch your knee and then I want you to bring your, your right hand from your right knee to your left shoulder as fast as you possibly can. Okay, so that's about 12 one-hundredths of a second. That's what that's saying right there, okay? He can move his hand from his hip to his shoulder height in 18 one-hundredths of a second. So hand from the hip to the shoulder height. So that means you're going from here to here. That's 18 one-hundredths of a second, okay? So let's let's do this real quick. Do the math with me, okay? 12 one-hundredths of a second to 18 one-hundredths of a second. How many hundredths of a second are you missing? Six. Six. So a cop has six one-hundredths of a second to decide whether or not you're brandishing some sort of weapon that A, can kill him, B, kill another person, or C, kill himself or do damage to something else that would be considered life-threatening. So basically what you're saying is if this Columbus cop had tried to shoot the arm that was wielding the knife. He probably would have shot the 16 year old that he was actually saving in the head. Correct. He had a better chance of doing that because that's a bigger target. Absolutely. So the average officer pulling the trigger as fast as he possibly can on a Glock and a Glock has the fastest cycle time of any handgun out there. Okay. And I know that from fact. Okay. So anybody can fuck off if you don't agree with me. Well, tough shit. <laughs> I've actually timed it. And I fired almost every single gun out there. I can tell you right now, the Glock has the fastest cycle time of any handgun out there. Um, requires one quarter of a second to discharge each round. So it's one one quarter of a second from bang to downrange bang. So at that point, then the knife's already in the check. Pert near. Almost right there. Okay. And in this case, almost right there. And the other girl's dead, but the one girl's still alive. So everybody understands that. There is no way an officer can react, track, shoot, and reliably hit a threatening sus suspect's forearm and or weapon and a suspect's hand in the same time span that's involved in both of these incidents. Not physically possible. It's because impossible. when you shot guys at Ganny's in the that's, dick. It was from a half mile away and they didn't see it coming. And they had no idea. What and they were usually squatting over a shitter. So, so what is that? So if no, actually they were just squatting down pissing, but um, whatever. So it was dangling. Yeah. I mean, I could see it from that far away either way. I mean, that was pretty hung for camels. I mean, for <laughs> Afghanis, um, well for the Taliban, but for the flat earthers that are listening to us, did you account for the curvature of the earth? I had to, you have to. Yeah, they don't believe you. I know they don't, <laughs> but <laughs> you do. Guess what? Everything arcs in the world. So, um, so why don't you shoot in the upper arm or maybe for the legs? Okay. Or like Joy said there, let's shoot him in the ass. Let's shoot him in the butt. Okay. I mean, that, that girl so, had a pretty large ass. That the upper arm, big target. The upper arm moves more slowly than the lower arm and hands. But 
shooting the upper arm, there is a greater chance that you're going to hit a su suspect's bacterial artery, which is one of those arteries that spans off from your heart, coming directly from your heart, going down your arm, supplying blood to your arms and your hands, going all the way down to the furthest parts or reaches of your body. Okay. Um, if you hit that, guess what? You bleed out in three minutes. Four, but uh, it's actually four minutes, but it's all the same, right? I mean, I, I, I don't believe it's any different. Um, so basically this woman had a better chance of surviving getting hit in the chest or in the back than getting hit in the arm and hitting her arterial. Well, I mean, if you hit her in the arm and you, you hit a bacterial, uh, brachial, a brachial artery, you're looking at a four minute bleed out time. That's four minutes done. And once that vessel retracts into the body or into the upper torso, it's impossible to get unless you're a surgeon and there's no surgeons that can be there in three minutes or less. So you're fucked. That's essentially what that is. Uh, what they're saying is that, 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 that yes, the upper arm moves more slowly, but the chances of hitting that or hitting the heart are about the same. Okay. So you're going to kill her either way, either way you're killing. Her. So that's why it's not as human. Well, what about the leg? Well, legs tend to initially move much slower than arms, and they maintain more static positions. However, areas of the lower trunk and upper thigh are rich with vascularity. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means there's a lot of fucking arteries and shit running in your legs. So they're going to bleed out. Your femoral artery, again, four-minute bleed-out time. You hit your four I've actually seen a guy, an American, die from a femoral ar arterial hit, and that was not pretty. Because essentially you watch their goo run out of them and they're dead because there's nothing you can do for them at that point. Once that femoral artery retracts back again into the trunk, you are going to die. There's nothing we can do for you. There's nothing that keeps that heart pumping. No tourniquet. No, nothing. nothing. Nope, nope. It's done. Um, so a suspect who bleeds, it can bleed out in seconds or major arteries are severed. And again, shooting just to wound may not result in a wounding. Again, it would result in someone dying. On the other hand, if the officer does manage to hit a leg or an arm, okay, um, and it's non-fatal, non okay, it still leaves the uh, offender's hands free and his ability has not necessarily been taken away. He can still cut you. He can still shoot you. He can still return fire. So if you're shooting at him and he's shooting at you, and all you did was shoot him in the leg, he can still fucking shoot you. Or you shoot him in the left shoulder and he's using his right hand. Or he's using his left hand and he shifts to his right. Now he's got another arm to shoot you with. Yeah. Now what? These people are fucking stupid. It gets better because then we've got Joy Behart. Then we have the other guy uh, that was on the five. And he said, well, why don't they just fire a warning shot? Okay, so then again, I went back on. I did a little search on Google. First, first article that popped up, police one again. Why warning shirts? Why warning shots are a terrible idea. Warning shots are a terrible idea. No, they're, too. they're terrible too because <laughs> they stink. But by Doug Wiley, Doug Wiley did this. Um, he's, he he wrote this article. When the International Association of Police Chiefs 
uh, roughly roughly a dozen other police organizations released their national consensus policy on use of force earlier this year. It was a widespread reaction among police trainers and nine-level officers that some recommendations were unrealistic. One, rec- one recommendation that has been getting a lot of media attention is the discharge of a firearm for the purpose of compelling compliance from an individual, but not intended to cause physical injury. The report recommends a warning shot must have a defined target and shall not be fired unless A, the use of force is justified, B, the warning shot is not on purpose, a substantial risk of injury or death of other officers, and C, the officer reasonably believes that the warning shot will reduce the possibility of deadly force will have to be used on the subject. Three reminders about warning shots. There's a lot to digest with the, with these bullet three bullet points, pun intended. So let's just take them apart one by one. Warning shots probably won't even work. That's el numero uno. The ICAP's third stipulation that an officer reasonably believes that a warning shot will reduce the likelihood of deadly force being used. One, I can see an officer on the witness stand now saying, yes, your honor, I sincerely believe that uncorking around into that nearby brick wall would stop that armed felon in his tracks, and he would peaceably surrender to me. In my training and experience, that's what would happen. The most likely (laughs) thing for a fleeing subject will do when a warning shot is fired is to run faster. That or shoot back first. Uh, That would be, yeah. In either case, bad things are likely to happen. Two, any bullet leaving the muzzle muzzle of a gun possesses a threat. On the matter of a warning shot, not posing a substantial risk or injury or death in a dynamic and rapidly unfolding high-stress, deadly threat situation, there comes a time to survey, there does not come a time to survey and, and the area and wonder, what is my immediate area I can shoot? Where can I shoot something and it's not going to hurt anybody? Or cause any injury. Because what goes up must come down. Recall that second basic rule of firearms. Never, ever, ever, ever point a gun at anything you're unwilling to lose forever. So that eliminates a whole host of environmental targets. Actually, that takes away all of them. So given us the ground and the sky, a shot fired directly into the ground has a high probability of sending bullet fragments in all sorts of directions, including that into the cop's ankles, and the bullet fired in the air will eventually return to earth. So what goes up must come down. So holy shoot, we're just proving Newton's second, what, his first law. Gravity? Of gravity. What goes up must come down. Okay, get this though. It Unless gets better. it hits the firmament, firmament bubble and has to come down fired into the air and eventually will return to earth either at terminally terminal velocity or with the rifling spin intact at a much higher rate of speed. So which a lot means, more dangerous coming back down. Exactly. Yeah. That's You're just going to kill you more likely that bullet's going to come back down. It's going to kill somebody. Yep. Somebody's dying. Uh, Warning shots also fly in the face of basic. I mean, what are they thinking here? Well, you fire a warning shot in the air. It goes up into the what? The fifth dimension? Yeah. You're you're not in the Navy at sea firing a warning shot across the bow. Yeah. It's not blown up that in the ocean. It doesn't maybe, work in a gunfight. Yeah. It's not blown up in the ocean. Okay. No. Warning shots muddy the waters in case law. That's very true. It does. Finally, according to Graham versus Connor. 
because that's the first time a warning shot was used. Uh, the use of deadly force is justified when an officer reasonably believes that a subject poses a threat of death or great bodily harm, either to the officer or others. And as stated in Tennessee versus Garner, a warning of any kind may only given where feasible. So stop or I will shoot is considered all the warning that you need to hear. And it, that is what he said. And he did say that. He said that twice. He, he, actually said, he said, said, put it, it down, yep. put it down, stop or I'll shoot. shoot. Stop or I'll stop shoot. Stop or I'll shoot. And, and then stop he shot. Stop or I'll shoot. shoot. Yep. And then he shot. So yep. it went three times. So guess what? Um, uh, that's, I mean, that's pretty good the, in 15 seconds. The warning is in by no, nine seconds. It was nine seconds from the time that he they actually started, those two girls actually started their confrontation to the time he actually fired his first round. He did that in nine seconds or less. Yeah. Um, the warning shot by no means is required and where feasible as a warning is made verbally, not with a gun. If stop or I'll shoot doesn't work, who in their right mind believes bang is going to have the intended effect or some other unintended consequence of happening? Remember, what are you going to do? Shoot the gun to the ground, it bounces off the ground and kills an, an innocent bystander, somebody who had nothing to do with it, they were just standing there? Um well, okay, the innocent bystander that was standing here in this video was a guy kicking a girl on the ground. How yeah, come no one's I, talking about that? Yeah, no shit. Like I, kicking her in the head? Yep. What the? Seriously. So that he, he wasn't us, an innocent bystander either. And what was up with the dog? Did you see the dog? There's a little dog in that video. Just like standing there chilling, and then it runs away at the end. I, I didn't see that. Totally random. But that brings me back to... The point that I told you I was coming to anyway and all of this, and I've said it before. We're actually getting back to something amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. So mark this down in your calendar. I'll call folks. you Circle Back Pisaki. Um, it is the 23rd <laughs> of April. It currently, where we're at is on the East Coast, it's 2230. Um, go ahead and mark this one down. All right. Uh, this is going to go to something that I agree with Dan Bongino on today that he talked about on our show today. If you didn't listen, go listen, watch it on Rumble, whatever. Um, and he was making this about men and men out there because we're so anti-man today. You can't be a white male. You can't, you, you can't be, you can't be a strong dominant white male. Alphas are out. You can't show your kids the way to live. Um, I remember back in the day, uh, when your dad beat you with a two by four, my grandfather's, uh, both of them were missing legs. And I remember them chasing us around the house without their legs on. And, uh, cause they were holding their fake legs in their hand to hit you with. No, they were just scaring the shit out of us <laughs> running around missing limbs and shit. It was a little weird. Um, but this goes back to something I've said over and over again. And every time I brought this up, where are the parents in all this? Where are you people being adults? Where is everybody in America being an adult standing up, fucking leading your child the way you're supposed to? And everybody says, well, I mean, no, no, there's no more excuses, people. This is fucking ridiculous. This girl, had she had, we found out that she was an orphan, that she was given up for adoption. And it was only within the last couple of years, this 16-year-old was reunited with her mother. Well, where the fuck were you when she was born? Why the fuck weren't you a parent then? Where's her dad at? It's funny. I was just reading this article again. Uh, it was posted on Bongino's show earlier. The consequences of fatherlessness. Some of the fathering advocates would say that there's ever a social ill faced by America's children is related to fatherlessness. Six of them are noted here. And it goes down. Poverty. 
One of the biggest one, children and father absent homes are almost four times more likely to be poor. In 2011, 12% of the children in American couple families were living in poverty compared to the 44% of children that were in mother-only families. And that's a U.S. Census report. So if you think I'm pulling for just red sources, it's not. This is all fucking blue sources. Drug and alcohol abuse. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services states that fatherless children are at a dramatic dramatically greater risk of drug and alcohol abuse. This is this is significantly more in drug use among children who do not have their mother and or father. Okay? Physical and emotional health. A study of 1,977 children aged three older or older living with a residential father or father figure found that the children living with a married biological parents or the nuclear family, as we like to call it, had significantly, significantly fewer externalizing and internalizing behavioral problems than children living with only one of their non-biological parents. Children of single parent homes are more than twice likely to commit suicide. How about that one? These are all shit that came out of Obama's. Honestly, that it all goes back to the new world order. They, they are, they have been successfully destroying the nuclear family for a long time and it's coming to a head now. Yeah. And that is the serious detriment of our society. And that's why we're collapsing as a society, as a country. I mean, I, I'm just amazed that like people don't see this. Where are the questions? Why aren't we asking those questions before we get into blaming cops for everything? I mean, we are so quick to blame everybody else for our problems. When are you all going to fucking start taking responsibility for yourselves? You know, it was back in the day where people used to yell at you and say, hey, take responsibility for what you do. If you do something wrong, you've got to stand up and put your name on the line. So you did it. Well, back in the day, if you got in trouble in school, your mother dad beat the, the shit out of you. The worst thing that could happen was your parents would call your teacher or your teacher would call your parents because your parents were going to take the teacher's side every single nope, time. Nope, 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 That's your where you're wrong. Was That's where you're wrong. Today though, today, oh That's no. where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. The worst thing that could happen was your mother looking at you and saying, wait till your father gets home. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That was the worst thing I ever heard as a kid. Wait till your because you knew I, you I knew, use it hey, now. You knew your fingernails were going to get pulled out with hot pliers. <laughs> you knew bamboo shoots were going up your fucking toes. <laughs> you knew all the worst shit that could well, happen your, to you. Your dad did learn his torture techniques in Vietnam, so he most certainly did. Punji, <laughs> punji sticks, fucking tipped with fucking human feces. Absolutely. Okay, I know all about that shit. Trust yeah, me. I'm glad you don't use those kinds of. Disciplinary Yet. actions on Yet. our children. <laughs> I make them walk across landmines. It's all good. Oh, that's that's called the front yard. <laughs> I know. Why do you think I said it, dumbass? <laughs> but for real, the destruction of the nuclear family is one of the biggest indicators of the downfall of our society. So again, folks, go back and listen. I mean, today, just to today's episode, X-22 report, I'm telling you, uh, like I said, I don't pimp out people's podcasts unless I believe and uh, I understand and I, I respect what they say. I don't always agree with this guy, but I'm telling you today, <laughs> he is hitting the nail on the head with what he's saying about the new world order and all this shit with the, the new Western bank. It all goes back to money. It all goes back to the same thing. But okay, power. It's not about money. It's all about about power. power, You know, but something else, something you said before about kids not being allowed to be 
men anymore or men not being allowed to be men anymore. Um, our teenager came to me the other day. I was about to say, what about that? Yeah. Our teenager came to me the other day and he said, mom, I've got something for your podcast. And I said, what's that? He said, well, these two kids, these two 11 year old boys hung themselves on a TikTok live because of KAM. And I said, what is KAM? Yeah. We've never heard of it. He said, hashtag KAM. It stands for kill all men. I said, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, hashtag KAM. Apparently, it's some um, feminazi bullshit going on. And he said, my teenager brought to me a study that said that uh, there are sperm cells in bone marrow, and they use these sperm cells to impregnate a woman. Of course, the baby didn't survive. I said, well, it, it's not viable if the baby doesn't survive. But feminazis are using this to say that we don't need men at all. And well, well, let's let's go back and examine why it's not viable. First of all, there is there a possibility sperm cells be in bone marrow? First of all, um, no, no, no. I, I've already I've, I can tell you just now, no. Um, there isn't nothing like the human sperm that's produced from a man. That's impossible. No. There's there's not the genetic code. There's there's nothing in there that would actually produce a human being. Uh, merged with a female egg. Because life like that, conception, giving birth is a miracle. We've done it twice. It is God's miracle. So it, uh, let me tell you, it, that doesn't come from sperm cells and bone marrow. No. But the fact of this is that these two 11 year old boys killed, killed themselves. themselves. That's, that's the worst because part. I mean, that's just they felt right that there. they had absolutely no worth, no reason to be on this planet. As white men, and, and that, as white boys, and that is just to me is eleven-year-olds uh, doing stuff like that uh, again. And I have to ask this question: Where and are the parents? Yeah, two eleven-year-olds that killed themselves. So where's mom and dad? Where was mom and dad asking them what they were watching? Where I, I ask my kids all the time what they watch on. All, constantly. I, I, I can tell you right now, I don't know half of the shit they tell me. It's this, that, roadblocks, this bullshit. <laughs> but they that tell fucking us. fucking black shit. But that's the point. They tell us. They tell us everything. And the fact that my 14-year-old could come to me and say, hey, this – and all I could say to him was, I'm sorry that you had to see that. Yeah. I said, you, you understand that your life is a gift from God and that you should never – spit in the face of God and take your own life. And he said, no, I, I get that. I'm 100%. There's a reason for me being here. And I'm, I would never kill myself. So I, I this, but, the, but the fact that I had to have that conversation with my teenager in the first place, that's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's fucked up period that anybody would have to have that conversation with their teenager. A, but B, uh, what's even more fucked up is now I feel like we have to have that same conversation with our nine-year-old. Yeah. Because he's watching a lot of the same shit, but uh, people, I mean, seriously, grow up, fucking become a parent. You're a parent for a reason. If you have kids, if you don't have kids, you're thinking about having kids. The first rule about being a parent is being an adult. It, it's not about, you're not there to be your kid's friend. You know, when you're friends, when your kid turns 21, that's when you're friends. So speaking when you of can kids- sit down out back and drink a beer together, that's when your parents are friends. So speaking of kids, our, our nine-year-old said to me yesterday, uh, actually said to us, he looked at us and says, is Russia better than us? And I said, well, in some ways right now, yeah, kind of. 
So, babe, I you're you're the expert on terrorism. Literally, you're a terrorism. You have a degree in terrorism and terrorism studies. You're well. We're not pretty, even pretty we're, damn we're, close to an expert. We're not on even terrorism, at Russia but, yet because I got to talk about something before we get there because you want to talk about terrorism. But that was such a good segue. Yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't Fuck because it, we weren't going there. Um, because I'm still going to stick with the police right now because I got to talk about how the squad is pushing to defund the police because this is huge. (sighs) This is gigantic because I want to talk about this part first. All right. And so in FEC reports, Democrats, uh, New York representative AOC, (laughs) the ever loving, the ever believed, the ever truthful AOC, Minnesota representative Ilhan Omar, you know, the Muslim, uh, Massachusetts married her brother. Ayanna Presley and Missouri rep Corey Bush each spent thousands of dollars on their own private security while they've been telling everybody else that we have to defund the police. So people, again, if you do not believe that these people are frauds, they're hypocrites, that they're fucking fake and gay, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, they are fucking fake and gay. I'm, I'm In going, January I'm 2020. Going, hold on. I'm going with your thing from last week. I think they should all have Nerf guns. Their, their security. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Their private security should all have Nerf guns. In January 2020, AOC uh, criticized New York City proposed $1 billion, uh, $1 billion cuts from the New York Police Department budget, saying it did not go far enough. Um, defunding the police means defunding the police, AOC said in a statement. It does not mean budget tricks or funny math. It doesn't mean school police officers, NYPD budget, and Department of Education's budget, so the exact same police remain in schools. Um, during 2020, in an Instagram Live, AOC said that America would look like a suburb if the police lost its funding across the country. Affluent white communities would already live in the world where they choose to find fund youth, health, housing, etc., and more if they fund police, AOC said. In January, in February and March of 2021, AOC spent $3,000 per month on security consultant based out of Brooklyn, New York. Records show that she spent a total of nine grand for three months of security consulting from this one company. On January 25th, 2021, AOC spent $24,279.13 on security. On January 19th, 2021, she spent $3,986 on security services. On February 2nd, AOC spent $849 on security services. And on February 25th, AOC spent $1,552.50 at 24-7 Security and Investigation Incorporated, which is her office, and said was for the security of the detail, for the security detail in Houston. Okay. Oh, geez. Omar spends uh, support. Uh, Omar, who also supports the funding of the police, spent a grand total of $3,103.61 of her own security in state in the state of Minnesota, according to her April quarterly 2021 financial report. On January 20, 2021, Omar spent $66.97. Security services on January 29, 2021, Omar spent $202.70 on security services. Uh, February 19th, 66. Anyway, it gets down. She spent a grand total of that much money. Um, Presley, on the other hand, she spent a grand total of $4,186.75, according to her April quarterly 2021 financial report. Um, her biggest amount of money was, it's funny, it's all after January 6th of 2021. Weird. Um, and it goes down even for Cory Bush, freshman Democrat. 
who pushed to defund this police over, spent over 30 grand, 30 fucking grand of her own, of, of her money, probably taxpayer money. I'm going to guess. I would guess. Um, on security services, uh, $7,743 being the biggest one on security from RS and T security counseling in New York city. Weird. Cause I thought Corey Bush was, she was a Democrat from where I could have sworn she was from California, right? Corey Bush. No, yeah. I don't think so. Where's she from? I don't fucking know. Freshman Democrat. Um, but I thought I knew actually, but anyway, long story short, um, all these people are out there saying defund the police, defund the police. And this is in the daily caller. So if you want to go look it up, look up daily caller, uh, squad pushes defund the police, but she's spending all these people who are telling you that you can't have police in your neighborhood to defend your property are spending all this money on private security. Yet you can't have the police. What the fuck over? Well, let me tell you, let AOC tell you in her words what she wants to spend money on. I don't even think we call it full accountability because there are multiple officers that were there. It wasn't just Derek Chauvin. And I also don't want this moment to be framed as this system working, working because it's not working. And that's what creates a lot of complexity in this moment. So uh, I don't know where that went. Sorry. That was actually the wrong. Yeah, there. that was the old one. Yeah. Um, so she actually, she said at one point that Basically, she said that she values big government, healthcare, and housing programs more than the men and women who put our lives on the line for our country every day. That video has been edited since I initially saw it. See, okay, just um, like NBC's did. Yeah, I no, mean, it's it's been edited now because it was the the second half of yeah. that where she's talking about, um, you know, healthcare and and housing programs instead of funding our military. She wants to fund healthcare and housing instead of our military. So she looks at the military as just the big military industrial complex instead of the veterans, the soldiers who put their lives on the line for our country, for our freedom every single day. She values big government more than she values our people. So well, you, you expect anything different from her? I mean, no. seriously. But if she was threatened, as uh, my friend Patty B on Twitter said, if she was threatened, who would she call? The cops. The cops. And who do they all call? I, who does everybody I would call? love to see her, as I told Patty B on Twitter, I would love to see her call the cops and have a quote community engagement specialist show up instead. I'd rather see a psychologist show up to help her out she because she would need it. Hey, what's wrong with you? I I actually, honestly, I'd rather see a fucking dentist show up. Be like, holy shit, your teeth are fucked up. I'm here to correct them. I mean, those things are fangs to kind of like the front of my I'm like, what the fuck is wrong she, with you? She is she is a bit of a horse face, I, I got to say. So uh, as we progress, uh, we get into Russia. Russia, you Russia, you Russia, last, Russia, last Russia, 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 Russia. It's kind of like um, systematic racism. Yeah. Against it, Russia? 
there's systematic racism against systematic racism. But if you have systematic racism, then you don't have to worry about systematic racism because there's already systematic racism there. So, so if you follow all the that. Whole, the whole narrative is that China's our friend and Russia's our enemy. Well, that's I, that is Joe Biden's. You know, you know what the liberal one, narrative. You know, I used to have to give these stupid briefings to guys, and uh, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say what I used to say. Okay, um, for instance, uh, the Russians know that we know, we know that they know we know, we know that they know that we know that they know that we know. <laughs> Everybody knows. That's how it works out. So, what does that mean? Well, that sounds kind of retarded. That's well, like who's on first? <laughs> no, it's what's on first. <laughs> what? It, no, it's who. I told you. <laughs> no, it's what. <laughs> so um, let's boil this down, okay? So <laughs> I, I have the master list of official Russia claims that have been proved to be bogus. And we're going to go down them real quick, fast, in a hurry. I'm not going to give a whole lot of explanation to them because 90% of them have already been explained to you. You just haven't heard them. Um, and then I'm going to bring up what the big ones, the newest ones are, because this gets even deeper. Okay. We've had shit that's been completely debunked. So for instance, the back channel to Russia story, which appeared, um, September 23rd, 2016, uh, was the official probe between ties between Trump advisor and the Kremlin. Okay. That one's been debunked. Okay. Meaning never happened. Mm -hmm. It was there. It was reported. It the never happened. Initial story came out September twenty third, twenty sixteen, and uh, since then has been debunked. It never happened. Um, update three twenty one twenty one. All seventeen U.S. intelligence. This is the debunking. All seventeen intelligence agencies, uh, as of October nineteenth, twenty sixteen, before the twenty sixteen election, Hillary Clinton publicly stated that seventeen U.S. intelligence agencies that backed the assessment of the cyber attacks in twenty sixteen that came from the highest levels of the Kremlin, and we're going back now to the actual attack on the DNC, and uh, in the book from the CIA chief John Brennan in his own book, Undaunted, published in twenty twenty. He uh, said that there was dissenting analysis from two members working within the group. Brennan said he believed that the quality of the sources were justified high enough confidence, even though the, the identity of the sources were in the United States themselves and not in Russia at all. Hmm. Hmm. Throwing that one out there, that's awful weird that even Brennan's telling that. 17. The Alpha Server, or the story that was reported about Hillary Clinton's mysterious server. That got hacked, blah, blah, blah. By the just, Russians. Uh, the office server, the story, October 31st, 2016, just before the 2016 election, it was reported by the state that Trump organizations communicating with Russia via mysterious server tied to Russia's Alpha Bank. Justice Department Inspector General Mark Howitz noted that the FBI concluded by early February 2017 that there were no such links. Wow. So the office server was killed. The CrowdStrike reaction in the Washington Post, December 22nd, 2016, Ellen Nakashimi at the Washington Post wrote in December 2016, an article called Cybersecurity Firm Finds the Evidence the Russian Military Unit Was Behind the DNC Hack. Uh, 
claiming that the analysis fighting between the Ukraines and the Russians separatists established a link between a hacker group suspected of infiltrating the DNC and a Russian military intelligence agency. The claimed GRU hacked in the Ukrainian artillery app, causing heavy damage to Ukrainian howitzers. Three months later, it was published by CrowdStrike, revised, redicted, uh, react, retracted, and its conclusion, the Voice of America, suggesting CrowdStrike misrepresented the analysis of the British think tank and the measures of the strength of military forces. Moreover, the Ukrainian government said howitzers never lost, never lost anything, and they were still working perfectly fine. Wow. So that one was debunked. Russia hacked the Vermont utility, Washington Post, December 31st, 2016. Uh, long story short, never happened. Uh, going down the list here. What was the one that just came out? We'll get there. Evidence very strong for Russians hack of the DNC in January 3rd, 2017 intelligence assessment. Can we trust, can we trust any intelligence agency anymore? No, because so far I'm learning that they're all fucked up in January, in July, 2015, Russian intelligence gained access to the democratic national convention, whatever. Um, you know, babe, when you graduated from military intelligence school, I joked that you were now an oxymoron and now it's not a joke. No, because these guys prove me wrong every day. Because <laughs> they're fucking morons. <laughs> um, anyway, years later, however, it was learned that the company charged with doing this analysis of the actual CrowdStrike thing, uh, testifying in a secret thing to Congress and the exchange that shift uh, concrete evidence and the data exfiltrated from the DNC was never proven. Mr. Shift, and to your last recollection, would that have been done? Mr. Henry, counsel, just let me remind you that as it relates to the DNC, we have never found any data that was exfiltrated. However, we did find concrete evidence that the data was removed and exfiltrated from another server outside the DNC, which means somebody downloaded something to a thumb drive, brought it out to another computer, uploaded it, and sent it to somebody else. In Russia. Which means that it had to be somebody on the inside. Or maybe it was never hacked. Mm, You dumbasses. It was like, eh, somebody just posted that shit out there. Uh, U.S. investigators corroborate some of the aspects of the Russian dossier. This goes back to the dossier that was used. Steel dossier. Steel, bingo. Yep. Uh, which obviously, obviously all. that's all fake. As we know now, it just came out that it was fake. All of that shit was bullshit. Everything's been bullshit. So it came out. So then earlier this week, uh, or earlier last week, I should say, or late last week. Yeah. Cause say. we were going to talk about it on the um, last podcast, but we went so long. We didn't get to it. I'm trying to get down to it. So stand by. It's all way down. There's so many, there's so many, there's things. 32 because the entire narrative for the last five years has been Russia, 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 Russia is Trump's friend, but Russia is USA's enemy. And you know what the case is? Nothing. Nothing. Are, so, are Trump and Putin friends? Maybe. Is Russia our enemy? Yeah, I don't think so. So, uh, and there's a grand total of 25 of them. The last one being Bounty Gate, which was the one where supposedly Trump was putting price tags on American soldiers. Or, well, not Trump. Russia. P- Russia. Putin was Putin putting. was putting price tags on American soldiers' heads killed by the Afghanis. No, uh, actually, you had it right the first time. It wasn't Trump, but I, I would say it was the CIA, that ISIS, you know, the CIA-run ISIS. But anyway, that's just another conspiracy theory. Yeah, that one, you're you're really stretching on that one. Let's just, 
Slow your roll on that one because right. you sound really dumb right now. So don't do what, that. What, that the CIA runs ISIS? You sound really blunt. I'm just saying that right now. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, and let's just take it from somebody who might actually have some experience in that field. Let's just, no, no. America right. doesn't fund ISIS? No. So anyway. Sure, um, they don't. Okay, go ahead. Come on. Don't be a liberal. Don't be stupid. Keep your mind open. Listen to things. I, I, I didn't think Trump. I think Obama funded ISIS, but that's just my concern. Well, that's a different story. Now you're talking about a different agency. That's not the CIA. Okay. Uh, that's the presidency. That's the executive branch. Separate entity altogether. Okay. Um, so according to officials briefed on the matter, the New York Times reported that the Washington Post confirmed. Washington Post confirmed it now. Minus the fact that this originally started where? Russia? No. Wait, what? No, the story never started in Russia. Where did the story originally start? I don't know where. What was the uh, internet group what? that was used to like hack all the, not hack it, but they had a-, a Anonymous? A, no, not them. Uh, it was another one, the um, H, started with an H, I think. Uh, it was like a news- it's like a news website. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I can't remember it off the top of my head. I don't pay attention to that liberal shit. I'm actually trying to look for the name right now, see if they cover it in the story. They really don't because it's so stupid. All right, whatever. Huffington Post. Oh. The Huffington Post said they had a source. Their source was within the Huffington Post. That's what I talked last week about us sourcing Correct. ourselves. Yes. They sourced – the Huffington Post sourced themselves. Yep. And then put put it out there that the Washington Post confirmed a Russian military spy unit offered bounties on Taliban-linked militants to attack coalition forces in Afghanistan. That was the one that last week came out. And the Huffington Post made it up. Their source was pulling it out of their ass. Correct. And then the Washington Post and I think and NBC what they, what ran they, with it and well, said, no. oh, well, okay. What NBC yeah, came true. away with was it was an interrogation tape from some time ago of a Taliban. That they never heard or saw because it didn't exist. No, it did. But um, it's been proven since then that it was, um, <laughs> they put nothing behind it. None of the intelligence agencies put anything behind it. They said it was all bullshit and it was an interrogation that didn't go wrong. It was just, they extracted the wrong information and the guy admitted to shit that didn't really happen. And long story short, it fit the narrative. NBC said they could confirm it through a separate source. They did. That's where it gained its traction. Anyway, it's now been proven that it was all bullshit. Well, they came out with another one last week. And the one that came out with last week, and I don't remember exactly what it has to do with because I really, I got to be honest with you all, I kind of quit listening. And the reason I quit listening was because of It's all, all bullshit. Yeah, all the bullshit that's that's just come they, forward. They regurgitate their old lies to make them sound believable, even as they're debunking them. It's it's so horrible. It's like I, I don't even get it. I'm I'm confused on. I just I stop. I quit listening. Uh, anyway, long story short, they have another one. Of course, that one had to come out first, um, and the reason that one had to come out first was because. Um, it's fucking Russia, Trump, and uh, it, they're trying to cover up the fact that their bounty on heads uh, story no longer matters. And they were completely wrong about it. So far, um, I have to agree with Hannity on this one. They've been 100% right. Hannity, uh, 
all those guys, Bongino, all the guys on Fox, 100% right. Kaylee McEnany, when the story first came out, she was like, there is no evidence to this whatsoever. Yep. Don't run with bullshit. Yep. And uh, I mean, the fact is still going on. This is just goes to show you it's just ridiculous. Because they are pounding the Russian narrative because they want a war. If they can't get a color war here in the United States, then they'll take a nuclear war across the world. No, they, they sure will. And be it Russia or North Korea, they don't give a shit who as long as it's not China. Well, that's their big thing. I mean, obviously, I mean. Because China's our friend. Well, they also make their money from China, so that's where it all comes from. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. All- oh, straight into the Biden's bank accounts. Oh, absolutely. Straight out of China, China, straight into the Biden's bank accounts. There's so, no doubt of that. So that's the it's, big. In fact, it's been proven. There's just a really big long list. It's disgusting. I'm almost tired of reading about it. Uh, I think it's all bullshit. Um, it is. I, I guess it is what it is. Um. I, I won't say it's the fucking end of the world, but whatever. I, it kind of is. I mean, it all just adds to the rest of the bullshit that's going on today. I, I wish there was another way I could say it. Um, so anyway, uh, moving right along. So one of the big ones that I, I, I got a real kick out of this week, and I'm going to start a whole new series here. Uh, my hero of the week, um, in the government, if we have to talk about, you know, government people and whatnot, since we do, I mean, that's primary what our, what our show is about. If you haven't figured that out by now, um, we talk about the big news stories. We try to give us, give you our outtakes on what's going on. Um, this one is going out to Ted Cruz. I've never really been a Ted Cruz supporter before. Um, but Ted Cruz, um, fucking nut kicked Stacey Abrams. Uh, I ain't never been more proud of the man after I watched this transaction go on between the two of them. Um, he really did like, he kicked her in the twat hunt. You, you would be <laughs> so proud of him. Um, so Stacey Abrams was up in front of Senate, the Senate this past week. And, uh, <laughs> Ted Cruz had his way. Um, and it wasn't the way that everybody else thought Ted Cruz set her up kept setting her up pushing her, pushing her, pushing her, got her to admit a bunch of shit. And then he turned around and came right back down on top of her and fucking chokeslammed her. And I was like, man, that's a man, right? That guy's fucking awesome. That guy kills it. Um, I thought I had it up here. I guess maybe I don't. Maybe we can download it real quick because I really want you all to hear this because this is is hysterical and it really made me laugh really hard. Um, So Ted Cruz is your hero of the week? Yeah, yeah. Never been a big fan, but anyway, everybody listen to this. I don't and- know. He's really changed since he grown. He's grown facial hair. He's. he's- I, I gotta say that goatee is has really changed Ted Cruz's whole look. I'm gonna say this right now. The guy's got a set of nuts. Just listen to his nuts, just dangling <laughs> in the Texas breeze right here, and that makes me want to move to Texas. Just listen up. I, we already. Ms. Abrams, it's been over two years, and you still refuse to concede that you lost the race for governor in Georgia in 2018. You have said that, quote, you do not concede that the process was proper and that, quote, they stole it from the voters of Georgia. Yes or no, today, do you still maintain that the 2018 Georgia election was stolen? As I've always said, I acknowledged at the very beginning that I, that Brian Kemp won under the rules that were in place. What I object to are rules that permitted thousands of Georgia voters to be denied their participation in this election or to have their votes cast out. And so I will continue to disagree 
with the system until it is fixed. We have seen market progress made, and unfortunately, it was undone in SB202, but I will continue to advocate for a system that permits every eligible Georgian to cast their ballots. Ms. Ms. Abrams, I'm going to ask you to to please answer the question I asked, which is, do you, yes or no, do you still maintain the 2018 election was stolen? That's your language. My full language was that it was stolen from the voters of Georgia. We do not know what they would have done because not every eligible Georgian was permitted to participate fully in the election. So you also told the New York Times that your loss, quote, was fully attributable to voter suppression. Uh, Ms. Abrams, do you know in Georgia whether the percentage of of African-American Georgians who are registered to vote and who turned out to vote, is it higher or lower than the national average? It is higher than the national average because Georgia is one of the largest states with an African-American population. But it, it, that's so, not so, tied so to the size that. of the population. The percentage of black Georgians up. who are registered to vote in 2018 is 64.7%. That compares to 60.2% of the percentage of Georgians who voted in 2018. The election you claim was stolen from you was 56.3%. That's higher than the national average of 48%. Let me ask you this, Ms. Abrams. In 2018, do you know which demographic group in Georgia had the highest registration percentage and the highest turnout percentage? I have a guess, but I will defer to you for the answer. See, The answer is African-Americans had the highest registration and the highest turnout, despite your claiming that the election was stolen and there was somehow voter suppression. Uh, Let's shift to to the Georgia law in particular, which there have been mountains of lies spread by, by both Democratic politicians and by the press. Does the Georgia law reduce the number of early voting days? Yes or no? Yes. It does so because you have to look at it in total. It is not simply looking at the number of days that were expanded for 40% of the population, which for 60% of the population has been the norm. It also has to look at the early voting runoff days that were indeed shortened. If you add it, is it the correct that the law increases that, the number of mandatory days of early weekend voting? It is a partial answer to say that certain days were increased in certain counties that had not participated in the use of all of those days of elections. They had been optional, and most 60% of Georgians had been able to vote for those full number of days. 40% will now join, and that is a good thing. But at the exact same time, this same bill eliminates weeks of early voting during runoff elections and limits and allows the elimination of weekend voting. Do you believe that requiring an ID to vote suppresses votes? As I have said, written, testified, and repeated today, I believe that voter identification is always appropriate. You should know who is voting. What I object to are the ways that we are narrowing and restricting who has access to the right to vote And that has been a common and necessary complaint. As we noted in 2018, what happened to Native Americans in North Dakota who were denied the right to vote because they were required to have, they were required to have photo identification that included language and included perquisites that they were not entitled 
to demand. When we have narrowing of opportunities without expansion of access, that is absolutely hey, you dumb wrong. Bitch. And I will that stand was fucking it North Georgia Dakota. It's got nothing to do with fucking Georgia. During the 2020 election, shit. did your organization fair That's fight what Ted Cruz wants to say collect right ballots for voters? And if so, yeah. were the people collecting ballots for your organization paid? We did not collect ballots. Bullshit. We did not pay people I, I know to collect that's ballots. Bullshit. I know we that's sent 100% to bullshit. voters absentee ballot applications, as did the Secretary of State, as did a number of other organizations, because in the midst of a pandemic, we thought it was important for voters who may or may not have had information about what their rights were to ensure that they had the education and opportunity. So, folks, listen. If you want to hear more of that, go on to YouTube, look up Ted Cruz, grill Stacey Abrams about the Georgia voter law. It is, uh, it gets better. It gets hotter. And I, I can't play the whole thing for you because we'd be here for about another 40 minutes. Um, we're running long as it is. Um, but he fucking destroys her. And I swear to God, the guy has found what it means to have some Texas sized nuts walking through fucking Congress because he fucking lays her out and just knock. I mean, if you, if you listen to that, he built her up from the beginning talking about her election all the way through to dropping facts on her. And she had nothing to say. That's what liberals don't know anything. They that's don't why they, know shit. That's why they normally resort to personal attacks. Exactly. Because they don't know a fucking thing. Because they can only fight facts with personal attacks. That's it. So, uh, wrapping this up tonight, uh, we got some... Uh, I got a couple shout outs. Yeah. So, um, thanks to Tracy Beans of the Dark to Light podcast. They have a Dark to Light podcast chat on Telegram. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to the Dark to Light podcast, it is one that I recommend. I listen to him all the time, um, Tracy Beans and Frankie Val. Frank also does his own show called Quite Frankly on YouTube. That's also a podcast. Uh, but anyway, Tracy gave me permission to post our podcast on her channel. So we certainly appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, and also, I have really spent the last couple days, really since, since Monday, I started talking about it, building, rebuilding my Twitter account. Yeah, Jesus. My, why? why? <laughs> uh, there's, there, there are a lot of patriots that have started to come back to Twitter with their, why? you know, fifth, sixth, seventh why? accounts or whatever. Who fucking cares? Because it's good to be a pain in Jack's ass. Well. That, that can be fun. Why but, don't you just start posting porn on there then? Because he likes that. That doesn't get you banned. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it did. No, no. Porn, I, I mean, I'm going to start taking pictures of my butthole. None of that gets you banned. It's it's just, you know, supporting our country and our freedom like, of speech and like our, we used to our have, Second Amendment. That's what gets you banned on Twitter. But anyway. Used, we used to have these second lieutenants who would leave their fucking cameras, their, like, personal, their cameras out in the offices. Mm -hmm. We'd take their cameras and hand them amongst the platoon, and everybody would take a shot of their nuts, <laughs> like, hanging out their BDUs and shit. And we'd fucking put the camera back, and they would take the camera and get the photos developed, and it was fucking hysterical because- so, they, they had like 32 pictures of just dudes nuts. The nut sack that your uh, your commander or sergeant or whomever it was recognized that that was the issue. <laughs> if he could pick one particular no, nut I, sack. No, I wasn't I wasn't in the navy. The I wasn't in the navy, all right? <laughs> well, okay, I, that's true. That applies to the military today, not the military when you were there. I was about to say, I wasn't right. in the navy. There was um, no wrong hole in the navy. But I, I want to give a special shout out to uh, Darren Armstrong at Darren Armstrong, D-A-R-I-N-A-R-M-S-T-R-O-N-G. 
and Steve Schmidt at X Steve Schmidt, S C H M I D T X. Uh, because between the two of them, just throwing me on some Patriot trains. And actually they, the two of them specifically requested that their followers follow me on Twitter. And I am at VLynQ. Um, they have doubled my followers in 24 hours, uh, which is oh, yeah. pretty awesome. So thanks guys. I, I appreciate the love. Um, and we're, we're going to keep that Patriot train riding until Jack kicks us all off again. And we got to start all over again. So also a big shout out to the big dumb podcast. Cause uh, we're going to be doing a swap cast here soon with them. Uh, I still haven't heard back from James O'Keefe yet. I'm waiting. I did um, see the email come through that they got your request and they're reviewing. It. They did. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're waiting on to hear, we're about to hear, hopefully hear something from them in the next couple of days. Uh, I'd love to have them on. Uh, just to talk to him about Project Veritas, try and promote Project Veritas a bit for him, see if I can't get him some more people to donate I don't some money think for it. That, uh, we'd be promoting him as much as he'd be promoting us, but that works too. <laughs> no, because he's going to come on our podcast. It's no, not I like we're going to go on Project Veritas. No, we're not going to go on Project Veritas. Um, other that than that, uh, we got uh, coming up. Uh, still, obviously, we've got our voter fraud thing we're going to do, and Ted Cruz and all of that obviously is going to play into it. It was just the fact that that happened this week that I was like, holy shit, Ted Cruz killing it. And a COVID special with Janet coming up soon, yep. especially um, with the Johnson & Johnson thing still going on. We're actually going to be doing a, a, a Saturday one on her podcast on Podbean. It's Deplorable Nation. I believe it's uh, next Saturday. We're recording next Saturday, but I'm not sure when the pod is going to drop. I don't know when the pod will drop, but we're recording next Saturday. So... Uh, Look out for that if you if you listen to uh, Deplorable Nation, which I'm sure a bunch of you do. Um, but listen for that one. Uh, she was also on the Big Dumb podcast. Uh, she's actually been doing a whole lot of podcasts, like Swapcast. So just keep an ear out. She's all over the place. She's doing great too. Uh, we try to keep track of her and talk to her as much, much as we can, especially because we're going to obviously use her in our next VAC special. Uh, that'll be a big one uh, because we're going to cover a bunch of shit in that one. And I can't wait to nerd out with her on some health shit. Um, other than that, uh, before we go, I have one more quick thing. Okay. There's another podcast I listen to all the time. That's health ranger with Mike Adams. And I will say that he pushes the fear porn on our side, almost as much as the libtards push it on the other side, primarily in as far as the COVID quote unquote vaccine goes, the COVID shot and whatnot. However, he, he does push a lot of fear porn, but everything he's said so far comes through. I mean, I've not been able to de- debunk anything that he said, quite honestly, because I do my own research on all of it. Um, so that's a little scary. He just says it in a very dramatic way. He's a, what was the name of it? Uh, the Health Ranger Report, Mike Adams. He he actually runs the Brighteon website. We get a lot of things on Brighteon. Anyhow, uh, he was at what I called QFest in Tulsa last week. They're doing another one in Tampa next month, oh, which we, might, we are going to be, going, be going, there. going there. I think we're going to, it's actually, I think at the end of June, um, which is perfect because yeah, that, yeah. that'll be a good time for right us to go. Right before the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. before we go on vacation. We might do a live live stream from down there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we not anything so, live yet, so we're definitely going to get into that. Mike Adams said, um, and he did a quick eight minute podcast on this and then he put it in this bigger one as well. But he said that he did an interview with someone and it was it was off the air. It was not recorded. And this person did asked him not to give his name or he didn't give his name because he wasn't given permission to do so. But apparently dude came up to him and said, hey, you know, Q is real. And he said, what? He said, yeah, Q is real. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mick, is Q real? Yeah. 
Q is real. Anywho, um, he said Q is real. And um, the original plan, and this actually goes back to something that Mick said like way back right before the election, that the original plan went to shit. Remember you said that? I want to say like January 19th, right before the inauguration on this podcast, you said you got a phone call from someone and that shit had been halted. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Mike Adams from this other guy who he said, if, if he's told us his name, we would all recognize it, but he wasn't allowed to tell us his name, but he said the original plan was shit canned. There is another plan in place and we're going to be see it. We're, we're going to see it coming soon, very soon. So a little hopium. To end the day, Q is real and shit's about to go down. Or so we hope. That's all. That's from Mike Adams. That's not just my conspiracy theory. That's Mike Adams' conspiracy theory. So, anywho, that's all I got. Uh, I'm so done. like, share, comment. Please uh, like, please share, comment. comment. Uh, whatever you want to tell us, we don't care. We'll answer back. Uh, other than that, again, recommend us. Put us out there. You know. Don't get, don't get offended. We're not, we're not going to get butt hurt. If you use, you know, drop our podcast somewhere. I, I don't ever tell your friends. I give it to everybody. I try to pump it out there. I've actually, you know, it's funny. And this happened about two weeks ago. And I think I called you when I saw it and we were, I was getting out of a, a filling up my van for work. And I looked over and this dude had his door open. He had one of those really nice trucks with a screen in the middle of the fucking dashboard had our fucking emblem on it. And I was like, no fucking way. And you could I, hear me laughing. <laughs> I had no idea who this dude was, but yeah, I could hear my wife giggling. It was pretty horrible. Uh, I was like, fuck anyway. Well, you're a pretty funny guy. And I like to laugh at you, not necessarily with you, but at you a lot. So yeah, I, I'm pretty much done. You're done. Done. Not going to take it. I just, I'm just done. The world has gone it. fucking crazy. And we're we not going to take We've it gone anymore. fucking mad. Seriously. It's just all over. The world's gone mad done a lot of reading to you tonight apologize about that try not to do that next time but it was just a, a reading night so enjoy it